in today's day and age, especially with the internet, where this credentialist world is just doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. If if you come to me and you say I have a degree in you know English or whatever, like you have a, mm -hmm. you have a doctorate, like mm -hmm. what does that mean to me? Like what can I do with that? You mean practically speaking, like yeah. occupationally? Well, I mean, I think that, so I have some degree of ambivalence about coming on here and saying, oh, you know, PhD is worthless, grad school is worthless, because I, sp I was able to spend a lot of time reading a lot of great literature and philosophy, and, th and I had a lot of time to think about a lot of deeper stuff. However, as you know, the problem is that there's a lot of political indoctrination now that's coming along with that, particularly in certain fields, uh, more oriented toward liberal arts and social sciences. And also, it's, it's a huge expenditure of time and money, whether we're talking about the student's money or the government's money, right, the taxpayer's money. And so I think that, I think that now with the internet, you really can get as good or better of an education uh, that you than you would get in school. Mm -hmm. I felt that way as a student. I did get a lot of good stuff that was shown to me to read. You know, that's mm -hmm. how I fell in love with Flannery O'Connor or, or James Joyce and stuff. But I was also in a silo. And I feel like now, yes. all these years later, I'm doing way more reading uh, on my own. I was uh, enjoying it like that. Yes. I was having this debate with Dr. Peter Bogosian. I love, I love oh, making yeah. sure I give everybody, give uh, everyone their honorifics and their titles. Uh, <laughs> but no, but he, he's a really smart guy. He's, mm -hmm. he's a really great guy. He's, he's a good dude. And, um, and it, it's not just him, but there are many other people that are just so intent on defending the idea of the university. And I am so 100% opposed. My, my ethos, my ideology is antithetical to these professors who are currently trying to save the system because I think it is archaic and mm -hmm. it's broken. Yes. Especially with the internet. And I think indoctrination with uh, uh, the rise of wokeness and postmodernism is... Uh, uh, because of the death of this archaic institution. Mm. So I hear this argument when I'm talking about, you know, I'm, I'm 18 and everyone's telling me it's time to go to college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is the thing to do, right? And I remember after doing my research on it, because the internet was available to me since I was a little kid, I just, I remember going to my dad and being like, how about instead of spending all this money on college and, you know, taking out loans and stuff, you give me a couple grand and I buy a guitar and an amp and I just start dedicating myself to building a music business. And he was like, no, he's like, you got to go to college. And my mom was like, you got to go to college. And my view was like, there's, there's nothing I can learn there that I don't have access to on the internet. And I, I guess for me being 18 and my parents being in their, you know, mid to late thirties, their worldview was built upon college will give you opportunity. And my worldview was built upon I know more than my friends who are in high school and going into college. Mm. So I don't see the benefit of, of taking on debt and doing this. I, I'm more interested in starting a business. I think at this point, that's, that's where, you know, I'm, I'm growing up and I'm seeing there's, there's literally no point to go to, to go to college at all. And so to make my point as, you know, try and stop ranting, uh, right now you go to college, what do you get? There is a guy who tells you what for. Well, I go on the internet. I got millions of people who can tell me what for. Mm -hmm. I can I can look up a professor. I can watch lectures for free. I used to go on Google videos before uh, YouTube uh, was. Well, I mean, YouTube was dominant, but Google videos had their own thing. I would watch physics lectures. I would I, I would I would come home from like working like at the smoothie joint, Jamba Juice, and then I would turn on a lecture on physics and I'd watch a free lecture. Mm -hmm. I don't spend any money on it. Yep. 
I do the same. I, I still am taking courses for free at Hillsdale. You know, they have like free lectures on YouTube and it's amazing on the constitution yeah. or Ted talks or yeah, Ted talks, you know, uh, Ted talks used to be good. Now they're kind of bad. Yeah. Unless they're Sam Hyde's. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I used to, uh, if you haven't seen Sam Hyde's Ted talk, you should, uh, the idea of college in its pure sense, I, I still wish could exist of like different kids from different areas showing up, sharing ideas. I do miss the idea of being a professor in a classroom teaching whether it was journalism or fiction uh poetry and just sharing ideas with the idea of making art but then the further i got into it i don't know if you had the same experience is like every semester out of that 10 years the uh the cultural war would peak into the classroom every like and it get worse and worse and worse so here's here's what i think the the concept of what a university is is dead mm. it was dying before it is dead now the argument made to me as to the importance of the university is to bring young and curious minds together mm -hmm. to expose them to better ideas. Where you said, uh, uh, you know, Kristen, you're saying you got to read these books and philosophy. I did all that. Mm -hmm. And I was in I was in the bag room at an airport underground reading a book on physics, near death experiences, philosophy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go to university for it. I would just go online later and look at more reading materials, uh, talk to people in chat rooms. And so I think there are people who desperately want to hold on hold on to that idea. But as the usefulness of university begins to collapse with the rise of the internet, the customer is always right. And so when social media platforms like uh, predominantly Facebook started algorithmically promoting wokeness, we go, we go back to the beginning of Facebook. Let's go back to 2008. What happens is as Facebook got to the point of, of universal usage, I shouldn't say universal, but when it got to the, the saturation mm. where the average person had more than 300 friends and page likes, Facebook could no longer send them reverse chronological content. So it used to be that if you followed your friend, whatever they posted would appear on your newsfeed and, you, and then it would go, mm. you know, reverse chronological. After 300 people, it becomes impossible to see everything. It moves too quickly. So Facebook said, we have to keep things stable on the page for a certain amount of time and we want to maximize the utility so if someone posts something nonsensical, people are going to get bored with that and they're going to, they're going to turn off Facebook. So they started, they, they, they create this algorithm that will show only what people like the most. And what ends up happening? How do you determine what someone likes? Do they interact with it? Do they share it? Do they comment on it? That's the simple thing Facebook decided. What ends up happening is rage becomes the predominant motivator of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, of, of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. It's more likely to get clicks and it is much more catalytic yes anger and rage for so, social media so facebook starts promoting the most hate-filled rage-filled content which results in two parent trees american and racial nationalism i don't i shouldn't i don't i shouldn't lump those together but you had a very like more conservative we love america then you also had i shouldn't i, I actually i should separate those you started getting a rise of uh white nationalism in response to the anti-racist intersectional feminism and things like this well, one of those things is not acceptable. Advertisers will not advertise on uh, what is perceived to be the enemy of social good. Mm -hmm. So let me slow down. Let me go back. What, the first thing that happens is police brutality videos. It didn't really matter the race. Mm -hmm. But people would click on it. They would share it. And that would generate more attention. Facebook would share it more. Imagine you're eight years old in 2008. And you're, you're now starting to go on the computer. Or let's say you're 10. And you're, you're going on Facebook. You're not supposed to. They say you got to be 13. Your whole feed is nothing but black men being beaten by police mm -hmm. your whole world is built upon seeing mm -hmm. nothing but this so 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 young preteens and teenagers are on facebook at this time that's the only thing they're seeing 
Then they start to get older, graduate high school, and they enter universities. What happens? They bring all of that into the university. And then when you get these professors, the, this famous incident where uh, Professor Nicholas Christakis was talking about Halloween costumes, and he said, you know, it's, you, you should be able to wear whatever costume, cultural appropriation isn't that big a deal. Students surrounded him, screaming at him, saying that universities are supposed to be safe places where they're comfortable. Right. The university's response is, the customer is always right. We don't care about creating a, a place where people can learn. We care about making money from a customer, and the customer wants a daycare center for 18-year-olds, and that's what we're going to give them. Mm -hmm. So I, I would agree with that to a certain extent, except that I think that there are a lot of students who, maybe not woke students at Harvard or Yale, but there are a lot of students in a lot of universities who are politically, they are not extremely leftist or they're not woke, and they are actually having these views um, more or less imposed on them or they're being indoctrinated by some of their uh -huh. professors. And so I, I, I liken it to a kind of a children of the corn scenario where you have, you know, at some point, you know, you had a lot of these professors, like when I was going through undergrad and grad school, you had a number of professors actually who were introducing students to these more leftist or more woke perspectives. But I don't think that a lot of them realized that young people were going to take it we're going to take it seriously. You know, it was almost like, like I remember taking a, a, a course when we talked about gender. It was a gender, gender and literature course. And basically, we were more or less indoctrinated in the idea that there's no such thing as a woman, you know, that gender is an artificial construct. And this was, I think, the professors kind of just felt like, oh, you know, we're just kind of like, it's a concept. we're just kind of fucking yeah. around here. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just playing with ideas. Nobody's really going to like really take this seriously. And what happened is, a number of young people did take it seriously mm -hmm. and then they graduated, they went into the workforce or they themselves went into academia or they went into Google or wherever and then they start and they start initiating these really um, woke policies and woke perspectives.